Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Let's recap Sunday's action next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT and 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Adam Azer to break down Sunday's action from week 13. I just want to say thanks to Adam for filling in while I was uh, away dealing with a little health scare over the last week. I really appreciate that, Adam. But I'm happy to have Chris. Chris is back. Is that a sound you're playing or was that my computer? So, okay. No, that was, that was <laughs> scary yeah sorry about that you're all sounds good. like a sounds like a poltergeist or something <laughs> all good all good but i i am back and uh we're going to talk about sunday's action from week 13 and we've got to start with a whole bunch of injuries especially at the quarterback position we'll start with jimmy garoppolo who's out for the season with uh what kyle shanahan def- referred to as a couple of breaks in his foot he's going to require surgery kyle shanahan after sunday's game against the dolphins also reiterated that they don't expect Trey Lance to come back from his ankle injury at any point this season. So they're going to move forward with 2022's Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy and potentially Josh Johnson, who they signed off the Broncos waiver or uh, practice squad. But obviously, I don't think you want either of those guys, but clear downgrade for the rest of the 49ers offense, right? Except for McCaffrey. I think yeah. Purdy is just going to look and lean on McCaffrey in the passing game. It was an amazing game for him with eight catches for 80 yards and a receiving touchdown. I will absolutely be putting in claims for Purdy in our Superflex League, our 12-team sure. Superflex League. Um, I mean, I would start him over Russell Wilson, who's on my team, for example. Uh, but yeah, for the other guys, I think it stinks. I think maybe Debo, they can get creative with him. They seem to really manufacture touches for him. He had four carries. He only went for five yards, but he might be okay. I'm not saying the other guys are going to stink, but it's just like it was unpredictable enough and frustrating enough as it was. It's going to be worse now. And and uh, I, I think you go into the week thinking I'd like to get away from Debo, Ayuk, and if possible, Kittle. Yeah, it's going to be really hard to get away from Kittle. One guy that I might start over uh, George Kittle this week might be Greg Dulcich, who the uh, Broncos really made a point of getting going this week. He had Russell Wilson's first three targets. He had six catches for 85 yards. Corlin Sutton left with a hamstring injury. That's another injury we'll talk about. And Jerry Judy's still limited with that ankle. So, you know, I do think there's a chance Greg Dulcich could be a, you know, a top 10 tight end for me in week 14. Some of the injury, other injuries we need to know about, Lamar Jackson uh, given a days-to-weeks timetable by John Harbaugh. So not a season ender, but I'm kind of assuming he's not going to play in week 14. And given the fact that we have six teams on by, I mean, it's not the best crop of quarterbacks on by, but given that and the injuries, Tyler Huntley might be in the top 12 conversation for me for week 14. He's averaged 17.2 fantasy points per game in the games that Lamar Jackson missed last season, including one where he played, I think, four snaps. So I think Tyler Huntley could be useful. His rushing production, especially, uh, you know, he's a pretty natural fit in that offense. What do you think of Tyler Huntley? Well, the average is great, but he had a game with 40 fantasy points against the Packers. That was his only good game, really. And that's amazing considering he rushed. So he basically played five games. Four of them were starts. I'm just looking at the five games where he yeah. 
had, you know, 31 or more pass attempts. So he played almost all or all 86% of the snaps in all five. Yeah, there you go. Um, He had 40 or more rushing yards in each game. So all he has to do is be a competent passer because he's got, you know, 60 rushing yard upside, but he wasn't really that. Uh, so I'm not that interested in him as even though there are six teams on by not a lot of good quarterbacks, it's just fields and Rogers that you're really trying to replace next week. The interesting thing is Mark Andrews averaged a hundred yards per game with him last year with Huntley last year. I don't think that's coming back, but I don't think you have to be, it's nothing like the Kittle situation. Um, I'm not sure it's a major downgrade for, for Andrews. He's been struggling a bit lately anyway. Yeah, I'm not sure he's hundred percent healthy, but he did have a 28% target share from uh, Tyler Huntley last season. So. Yeah. Not concerned there. Um, we also had t- to a tongue of Iloa leave with an ankle injury after the game. He told reporters he's okay. Um, Trevor Lawrence left. I actually don't think he missed a snap with the knee injury, but that's something to keep an eye on. You know, we've seen guys play through injuries and then end up missing time. Some of the other injuries we'll be watching heading into week 14. Kenneth Walker with an ankle, Aaron Jones with a shin. Uh, Jones tried to play through that injury in the second half, but I think he only played two second half snaps. So clearly wasn't able to go. Traylon Burke suffered a concussion. Cortland Sutton with that hamstring injury, like I said. And Jalen Waddle, another one who played through a leg injury but clearly wasn't 100%, seemed to limp off at one point in the second half. So that's something to keep an eye on. We're going to go to a winner and loser from this game. But first, I just want to ask real quick with you know Christian Watson. He's on a bye in week 14, so you don't have to make the decision. But at this point, is Christian Watson, he's not going to keep scoring two touchdowns every week. I think that's fair to say. But – you just start him every week. You just don't worry about the matchups and you don't worry about anything else. You just, is he, is he someone that you just put in your lineup? The big playability just makes him too valuable to consider sitting. <sighs> I don't know. He's going to have to get more than six targets a game. I, there's just really nobody that can do this well on six targets a game. Um, but I'd like to believe in him and I'd like to believe that he's going to get more targets. That's kind of my thing is I'm thinking that after the bye week, you know, down the stretch, as long as Aaron Rodgers is playing that, he's going to get more targets and he's going to really become the number one wide receiver. So I, I am going to approach him as a, as a must start guy, at least as a number three receiver, you know, a borderline number two, but he does need more targets or he could become a little disappointing. I, I think it could be similar to Gabe Davis where, you know, it, it looked like he was going to be a must start guy. And I think he probably should just be in your lineup. Most weeks, you just have to be careful with this kind of player, prominently downfield targets, not a huge target share that, yeah, there's going to be some weeks where they disappoint, but the upside makes it worth it. All right, Adam, give me one quick winner from week 13. Well, I'll just tie it into an injury. It's Geno Smith. He went into today's game 14th in pass attempts, but fifth or sixth in passing yards. This game, he threw the second most passes of the season if Ken Walker misses any time. And we actually get to see Geno Smith throw the ball 35 or more times per game. Let Geno cook. Let him cook. And then, they, you know, they just don't have a running game if Ken Walker can't, can't be there. So... Uh, he is playing at an MVP, almost MVP caliber level. He's just not throwing as much as everybody else. This could be league-winning potential for him and Metcalf and Lockett if Walker's out for an extended period. Yeah, DJ Dallas also briefly left this game with an ankle injury. He was actually ruled doubtful at halftime to return, and then I think Tony Jones left with an injury, and, and DJ Dallas had to play. So, yeah, they're pretty beat up at running back. I think Travis Homer was also out of this game. Uh, let's get a loser for Week 13. I'll take Juju Smith-Schuster. It's two bad games in a row coming back from the injury. He barely played last week. He played enough this week. Mahomes had a bad game. So when that happens mm-hmm. and a top, top wide receiver has a bad game with him, it doesn't really uh, shock me. But I just you look at the whole season, it's basically been like three games where we've been really excited. You know, really, really and he like broke like a random 30 or 40 yard touchdown like each of those three games. At least two. Yeah. So I, I'm just 
I'm not I'm not hating him, but he's a number three receiver. He's not mm. a number two anymore. Yeah, even when things were going well for Juju, he was still more like a 19 to 18 percent target share guy. And so, you know, one of his big games was when the the Chiefs threw it 68 times. I think it was like the third yep. most pass attempt in a game ever. So, you know, I, there were there were some fluky signs at the time. I agree, he's probably a wide receiver three, maybe a little lower in non PPR, but still someone who most weeks is probably going to be in your lineup. I, I'd rather start Christian Watson and chase the upside. Moving forward, though, yep. at least you know after week 14, the bye gets out of the way. So that's going to do it for FFT and five. We'll be back tomorrow to break down Monday Night Football, talk about the top waiver wire claims for week 14. For Adam Azer, I'm Chris Towers. We'll see you then. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.